Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Oh, there go the good vibes. Straight up two o'clock on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the Grim Reaper here on the Burns and Gambo. The Crim Gambo. What's up, Bernsey? What's going See, on? See, I told you, you can't talk through that mask. Bernsey, what's going on? Campbell's like, I'm going to do the whole first segment with the Grim Reaper mask. And I'm like, oh, you're not. Well, we have an audience now. You so can't. we're actually online. So if you're online, you can actually see I have a Grim Reaper outfit. You like it, Jesse? Yes, it's great, yeah. Gambo. It's great. My Grim Reaper out, but I can't do this show because I can't talk through the mask. Yeah, you can't. We can't hear you. No. We can't hear you. Can't which, talk through the mask. Which is what I told you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I have this Grim I got to get my money's worth out of the Grim Reaper outfit. <laughs> I saw you walking down the hall with it. My first thought was, man, when Gambo spends 40 bucks at Amazon, he really squeezes every drop out of those $40, doesn't he? I do. Right? Amazon. That's only the second time I've used it, yeah. I know. I figured I'd get this Grim Reaper outfit because you know I get asked about so many rumors all the time. Sure, and yeah, of you know, course. And, and and the the listening audience has come to rely on me. Uh, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? What do you think about Mike Muscala? What do you think about Patty Mills? What do you think about Otto Porter Jr.? What about you know? And you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough that I could give them the right, the correct information on whether there is interest in a player or not. Um, and, uh, I, and I'm fortunate enough that you come to work thinking it's Halloween by showing up in a in a Grim yeah. Reaper outfit. Yeah. Hey, listen, if it's Halloween, it'd be great right now because we'd get through that miserable 115 degree summer for four months. I'll take it. <laughs> Send me to Halloween right now. Advance past go. go advance, advance past July past and May, August. June, July, August, September. Yeah. Go directly. Go to directly October, to October. Collect two hundred dollars and, and right. start over. Exactly. You know what? If that happened. Everybody would live in Phoenix, Arizona. Everybody. Right. This would be the largest city right. in North America. Mitch, you appear as if you... Well, have... I was, I was going to play off of the speaking of investment because the latest uh, colorways for the book ones dropped again this morning. Yeah? Are they... I and... was this close. Oh, you almost got them? I was... Oh, literally sorry that's small that's, amount of space between the fingertips too bad that's too bad all right so uh, oh he's got the mask back on yeah if you want to watch gambo attempt to do this radio segment wearing a grim reaper costume by all means go to arizonasports.com and check it out because you can see the show why is gambo dressed as the grim reaper let's tell you here on the burns and gambo show burns and gambo the way in Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Okay, so today's February 29th. Happy Leap Year Day, if that's even a thing. Uh, tomorrow's March 1st, which is the deadline that a player must be on an NBA roster in order to be eligible for the postseason roster. In yes. other words, it's pretty much the last day you can add a buyout player in order for him to be eligible for your postseason roster. So it is a bit of a deadline of sorts. You have been getting questions about buyout guys. Yesterday, you killed the idea of Mike Mascala coming to the Phoenix Suns. And today, well, you killed at least one more. I'm not sure how many you are, how many more rumors you are here yeah. to kill, but it sounds yeah. like there's at least a couple if you're breaking out the cost. Well, what do you want to start with? Which player? Uh, let's, okay, let's start with Otto Porter Jr. Because okay, he's okay, the that's one a good one that I think mm -hmm. is, is more appealing than some of the other names that we're going to discuss. So let's start with him. 
Okay, I'm getting my notes out because, uh, okay. he, listen, here's the thing. What I can tell you as of right now, as of this very second, 205, is it very second? I just checked on this before the show started. Otto Porter has not asked the Utah Jazz to waive him, nor has he approached them about a buyout. The Clippers are interested. The Celtics are interested. The Suns are not. But the Celtics and the Clippers have interest in Otto Porter, but he has not asked for a buyout at this point, and he has not asked to be waived at this point. There is a chance that he is done playing for this season. There is a chance that he is done playing for this season. Now, again, as of right now, he has not come to Utah to discuss it. He's Has he been given permission to seek a buyout? Of course. He's been given permission to seek a buyout, but he has not, to this point, come back to the Jazz with anything about, hey, I want to get bought out and here's what I want to do. Um, it's possible the Jazz just waive him after the deadline passes. No decision has been made. Um, if he wanted to be bought out, I think that they would, they would work with them on that, but there is a chance that Otto Porter does not end up with any of these teams. There was a report, a tweet this morning. I call it a report. I think I need to differentiate between the two. A tweet this morning from Evan Sittery. Uh, we seek, we're frequently cite his work here. Oh, Evan Burns does a Nebo, great job. Uh, who tweeted out, Otto Porter Jr. is likely to agree on a buyout with the Jazz before the March 1st deadline. That's it's it, it, it doesn't sound like he's aggregating it from somebody else, but I don't know if he's exactly reporting it either, and I'm not sure anybody really cares about the distinction between that. But he's a name, Otto Porter Jr. Yes, he's an older player. Yes, he's been around a while. I think a lot of people remember Otto Porter Jr. from a couple years ago with the Warriors. He helped, right? Like, he he helped that team in their title. He played a role for them, an important role for them, if memory serves, in the postseason. So I think because of that and how he might fit with the Suns, there's sort of this, ooh, Otto Porter Jr. would be interesting. But the fact that he hasn't even asked for one, that no. he hasn't even approached them for one, no. kind of leads you to believe that if it were to happen, everyone's just kind of running out of time. That doesn't seem like the end game that would allow him to get bought out by the Utah Jazz in terms in time for him to even come to the Phoenix No, Suns, he right? was not a guy that the Jazz wanted. When the Jazz made the trade, when they made that trade, and they traded, it was a Kelly Olenek and uh, Agbaji, you know, up to Toronto, and they got the draft pick, and they brought back Otto Porter Jr. It, that wasn't a player they wanted. They weren't making that trade for, you know, for a 30-year-old Otto Porter. You know, he's a he's a small forward. He's got good size. But Bernsey just, like, you know, he hasn't played a whole lot this year. He's only played in 15 games. And then last year, he only played in eight games. There was some kind of injury with his foot, some kind of like his toe. Not a major injury, but there was some kind of, you know, injury that has kind of been hampering him. So you're talking about a guy that played eight games last year and played 15 games this year. He's played a total of 23 games in the last two years. This is not a player the Suns have interest in. And I'm again, I would not be surprised if Otto Porter does not end up playing with anybody this season. Here's why he's so intriguing. I had to look it up just to make sure I wasn't nuts. He's intriguing would have been intriguing. I'll assume that he's not going to be available because he played with the Golden State Warriors team that won the title in the summer of 2022. Otto Porter Jr. played 19 and a half minutes per game, averaged five and a half points per game. But in those 19 games, he played about 20 minutes per game. He was a guy for them. And mm-hmm. I remember it very well. Like, wow, Otto Porter Jr., you go, you know, but I, he's he's an older player. Of, well, not that old. He's 30, 30. years old. Yeah, yeah, he's not that old. Um, but he's been in the league since 2013. OK, there was another one. And we were joking about this on on social media. I was going to say behind your back, but nothing 
walking on social media is behind anybody's back, so it wasn't like that. The, the name Patty Mills came up as a guy who is going to get bought out. And uh, Mike Vigil, who uh, writes a lot about the Suns and talks about the Suns quite a bit, tweeted out, Gambo's going to shoot this one down by noon. And sure enough, when your tweet came out about 10.15 this morning, I retweeted it. I'm like, yep, that's before noon, Mike. Congratulations. You got it. You shot it down. All right. So for Patty Mills. Okay. No Patty yeah. Mills. No Patty Mills. That's fine. I, I think there's a really good likelihood that it's going to be Saban Lee that is just, you know, given the uh, the full contract, and that's going to be the guy. But Patty Mills is just not a guy. The son. He's not the same player. And I know, oh, Patty Mills. Like, people get excited about some of these older players. Patty Mills has been in 15, been in the league for 15 years. Crank it up, Mitch. It's amazing I didn't pick this as the song I could sing every word to. It is amazing. It is amazing. So you went with the devil went down down to Georgia. You got a real dark streak. The devil went down to Georgia. Don't fear the reaper. Man, you're you're kind of dark. So much for good vibes. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're singing songs about the devil and the grim reaper. What's the one song where it's like, you will not sing any word of it whatsoever? Hotel California. Hotel California. Oh, bit. I won't won't listen to it. Totally. I will right? listen to so it. So I can do a song word for word about the devil going down to Georgia okay, playing a fiddle beat, contest. He got his ass kicked by. He got his ass kicked and I, lost I, his golden fiddle. I can sing a word for word a song about basically death, right? Basically, it's, not, it's the, just the, death. The it's not a song about the devil. Death. It's just it's about death. But Hotel California freaks death. me out. Yeah, right, that's that's because that's like you can check out anytime, Gambo. <laughs> but you can never leave. <laughs> Scares the hell out of me. I will listen. To, I will not listen to Hotel California. You're just a walking contradiction. So you think it's going to be Saban Lee that he's going to end up getting that last spot? Likely they'll wait till the last second and see what else becomes available because names like Patty Mills popped up. And no, there's no interest in Patty Mills. He's just not the same player, guys, that he was in San Antonio. 15 years in the league. And I know he's a veteran. You may like him, but he doesn't. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not a good player anymore. And so I'd rather have the younger Saban Lee, if you're asking me. And just real quick, uh, the other name yesterday was Mike Muscala. And yeah, no you, interest you in Mike Muscala. Okay, no right. interest. I, I think they very much will probably stick with the team they have, barring some new name coming up that I don't know of. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he is. Bo- Boots on the ground in Indy, giving us a ground-level view of what's going on with the Combine. Matt Starks, what is he seeing? What is he hearing from the scouting Combine? He'll join us live from Indy next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hey, it's Wolf. Which players are the Arizona Cardinals showing interest in at the NFL Combine? We'll give you names tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. All right, welcome back. It's the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader, Max Stark, is going to join us from Indianapolis. He's just going through security right now at the airport, so we're going to give him a minute or two. Um, so in the meantime, before while we're waiting on that, did you hear Brock Heward today speaking of the scouting combine? No. Did you hear Brock, Brock Heward? Our buddy Brock Heward was on with the... Uh, with the Wolf and Luke show. And I love this. I heard this sound. I absolutely love this sound. I wanted to play it for you. This is Brock Heward um, comparing Roma Dunze to Larry Fitzgerald. Of course, Brock knows yes. Roma Dunze very well from up there in Washington. I remember Larry coming out of school all those years ago. And I think of, I think Larry may be a little bigger, but I have talked to scouts that have said they could totally project Rome to be in a 6'3", 225-pound guy. Mm-hmm. And I will be very curious. He jumped on our show last week 
um, interrupted some of his training down in L.A. as he's getting ready. And unlike neighbors and unlike Marvin Jr., he is going to work out. He is going to compete. And he said, I would expect, you know, we've been kind of testing. And he's really hoping to run sub 4-4 and jump between 37 and 40. And if he does that, he's going to enter the conversation in the debate of being, you know, wide receiver number one in this draft. Wow. Wide receiver number one. Wide receiver well, number one? That's why he's working out. Like, I, I'm, I, he knows how good he is. I'm going to pass neighbors at the very least. I might not be able to pass Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm going to pass Malik neighbors and be the second wide receiver taken. That's what he's saying. Now, he's got better size than Malik neighbors, uh, and he's a great wide receiver, and he had a great season like neighbors did. Again, the size is his advantage, but if everything pops here, if everything just really pops, there's a chance that he could end up being the number two wide receiver taken. Okay, uh, I want to play one more from Brock Heward, and hopefully by then Max Starks will have called in. Um, this is Brock, again, on Wolf and Luke today. He, you know, he's one of the top college football analysts for Fox, right? So he's calling an Ohio State game. He's calling a couple of Ohio State games. And he offered up this story as to why Marvin Harrison Jr., one of the reasons why he's considered so elite. It's a longer cut, but I want to play it because it's really interesting. He is a relentless worker. He he has got a big old smile. If I was in Columbus, Ohio, you'd probably hear me rave about him in some very similar ways to Roma Dunze, a pro, a worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crazy thing, and this is, and I tried to tell the story, and the first time I did, I sounded like an absolute wackadoo, so I'll try, you know, second and bat at it. <laughs> but I was sitting there before the game talking to some of the NFL scouts, and actually Ryan Day had made this point. He said, yes, Marvin Jr. six 6'4", and Marvin Sr., who I played with, is 6'4" foot, but if they stand next to each other, their hip line is exactly the same. <laughs> and because and because of that, Marvin Jr. runs routes like a six-foot guy. So DK Metcalf is 6'3", but he's all legs, and he is really challenged to get in and out of cuts and have the short area quickness that is unique and different and all the things you got to do to separate. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a Six four receiver that moves and cuts and runs and has a short area quickness like his dad. Never heard anybody say it, describe it like that. It's crazy, right? Isn't that crazy? So he's bigger upper body, yeah. torso. So, so he's six four, length. but it's all waist up. Right. So it's upper torso and arms, and because of that, he's got shorter-ish legs. But wouldn't the longer legs lead to bigger strides? Bigger, now, but harder to stop yeah. and cut and go and things like that. Alright, hmm. uh, we've got him. He's through security. Joining us now, he's boots on the ground in Indianapolis to talk about. Well, he had a water like- bottle in his backpack or <laughs> some mouthwash or knowing Max some hand cream that was that was over the limits. Did you have fluid ounces uh, yeah. below three ounces, Max? Was, was that the problem going through security there? No, it was not the problem. I appreciate it. I do have all of those, but I do have TSA approved uh, sizes. The problem was they're using that new technology, the analogic scan, and it's not fast, or at least the people using it's not fast. <laughs> yeah. so, That's, the worst yeah. thing The worst thing is when you actually tell your kids when you're on a, on a trip, like, hey, make sure you don't have this, make sure you don't have that, and then they get they get banged for having like a water bottle in it. I told you not to have a water bottle! Oh, yeah. Now Got to cost yeah. me thirty minutes. Yeah, no. One time, my son. Yeah, exactly. went, one time, my son went through security with a pocket knife that my that my wife's father gave him. It was like a treasured kind of thing that was passed down to him. Yeah. Oh, they just took it right away from him. Yep. Gone. No. Sorry. Yeah. No knives. No. Yeah. Was, they don't play. No pocket knife. They don't yeah. play about All any right. of that. So enough. I got stopped for, stop for batteries. So. <laughs> well, there you go. That's I was, how it goes. I was, I was like, really. 
Max, yeah. tell, tell us about the offensive linemen in that, that are going to be testing here in the next couple of days and the temptation for the Arizona Cardinals to use their first first-round pick on one of these offensive linemen because clearly there is a need to continue to get better along the offensive line. How strong is that temptation for them, do you think? I, I think it's a strong temptation, especially when you look at how deep this tackle class is this year. And it's it's going to be pretty formidable. I mean, you think about just the top of the draft. I mean, you have Alt, you have the kid from Oregon State, you have Amarius Mims. Like, you have a lot of options to go through Fontenot, you know, if you like the Washington style guy. And there's a guy that fits every type of build that you're looking for. So I think it will be some the temptation will be very great. And if you get that anxiety or FOMO, as you see them coming off the board, it might push you a little bit faster than you probably would have liked to have seen. But I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of depth. And I, I've seen the kids today. I was walking through. The O-line just got here because they don't perform until Sunday. So they're a little bit more <laughs> a little more lackadaisical and kind of lumbering around. I haven't had a chance to listen to them talk. They'll talk on, on Friday, I believe, um, to the media. So I'll be looking for that. And then, of course, like I said, performance on Sunday. Max, give me your opinion on drafting an offensive lineman high who plays every down and maybe a tackle compared to a wide receiver who may affect the game six times, seven times tops. Because I still think that if all things are being equal and you've got two great players and you've got a need at both areas, I'd still rather go offensive lineman. I know it's not the sexy pick, um, but give me your thoughts when you compare an offensive lineman to a wide receiver. Well, I, th- I think you have to look at, like you said, the need being there. And and if you have a rookie quarterback or you have a paid quarterback, in the case of the, of the Cardinals, right, you want to protect that guy with the best security system as possible, right? And that's, that's outfitting your offensive line. I know that skill players can affect the game a lot, quote-unquote, quicker than, than an offensive lineman can. But like you said, consistency, longevity, and stability is what you're looking for as you start to build a championship type of group or caliber group that can go after it. So I would say in this case for the Cardinals, I love an offensive lineman in this case. Um, ordinarily, if you had your tackles in place and you knew it was set it, forget it, but since you have an injury with DJ Humphreys, you don't know the timeline. It's all over the board. And you know you have Tyler Murray coming back for his first healthy season since the injury. I would want to protect him first because there's a lot of depth in the wide receiver class this year that you literally have you know, I call it build, build, build a receiver and build a DB this year for the amount of depth that they have. So you can still go find a quality day one productive receiver because it's not like years past where, you know, a guy catches 60, 80 balls a year. Like, well, does he have enough technical route running? These kids come in with hundreds of catches and they've ran the entire route through because of the prevalence and the deployment of the different, um, you know, type of spread offenses that are now in college football. So you have more polished receivers than you did in years past. All right, Max, we're going to go ahead and let you go because it sounds like we're getting some spotty cell service. So we appreciate your time. Enjoy it in Indianapolis. We'll probably get a scouting report from you at some point towards the end of the combine as well. We appreciate you coming on for a few, okay? 
No, my pleasure, guys. Take care. Have a good day. Max Max. Max joining us from the Pittsburgh, obviously friend of the show, friend of the station, fills in all the time, appears with Wolf and Luke, Pittsburgh Steelers radio analyst as well, and he is there at the Combine right now. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Kevin Durant prepares himself for the Houston Rockets tonight, and the big question, can he find his range against the Houston Rockets starting tonight? Because it's been missing the last few games. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. Suns versus Rockets. Pre-game at 6 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Just wait for us a minute. Great song. Tip jar. My Venmo. It, just kidding. <laughs> your Venmo. <laughs> you're like one of those losers, at a, and you're not, because you're, you're, we're not going to give out your no, Venmo. No, no. Say what you're going to say. Like one of those losers at like a baseball game. I'm a poor, starving college student. Please send beer money, and they have their Venmo address on the sign. You've seen the, the seen guys I've seen those. Games? I know yeah. exactly what you're referring yeah, to. No. But uh, I am not that kind of loser. This is a Thank tip you. jar song. When it, we went to uh, when we went to Utah for vacation, yeah. Um, like the driver that you know, that, like we, we had an airport shuttle to where the car rental was, and the guy like when we got to the back, he had like his thing, like his my Venmo account, like you know, like all right there, like like strapped to the back of the oh, seat. He sure. was ready. Oh yeah. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Oh, like okay, yeah. I'll Venmo, I'll Venmo you 15 bucks we, we, for taking we, we, me there. We, that's fine. We went to a restaurant on Saturday and they had a nice band there playing some nice light music in the background. The, there's no cash in the nobody tip has jar, cash anymore. But no, nobody. But he's got a Venmo, and yeah. everyone's just absolutely just Venmoing yeah. him right there. So yeah, that's a that's a new running thing we have here on the Burns and Gambo show. When Mitch or Lauren play a song coming back from a break that we like, we call it a tip jar song. That's a I tip jar that. song. I right did choose there. the back end of the song as opposed to the front end. The front end's just a. A yeah, little no, too that's, slow. That's the, for that's this the good medium. part of the chain right there. Yeah, I'm that's good. about doing that for inside information. No, hey, no, no, no. You get to five hundred bucks. I'll release. You know, on Venmo, I'll release the. Why not? Why, why not? Let me think. Where money to, making. Let us. Where to start? Let me think. You're a clown. Yeah, you're, a clown. <laughs> you, you're you're one of the highest paid I mean, employees in the building. Love what just happened there. Yeah, no, I don't love what just happened there either, Pat. You're one of the highest paid employees in the building, and you want a tip jar for information? Hot garbage. Hot garbage, Stephen A. <laughs> Hot garbage. Sorry, ass response. That too. Oh man. Come on, Gambo. Uh, trying to, you know. No, you're trying to what? We get more? I mean, everybody's. I mean, look at the end. <laughs> NFL, man, they're putting games on Peacock to make more money. Yeah, you rip them for it every single time. Well, I'll rip myself for it, too, but, Which you know. what I'm ripping you for. And I would rip myself, too. More, 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 That's said the works. baby. Give me more. Gambler, you're going to give me a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that villain, Lake Como, is not going to pay for itself. Yeah, it's already paid for. It's already paid for. All right, can we get back on topic here, please? The yard work is not going to pay for itself. No, and I don't do it. Geez, there's no tip jar. There's no tip jar for you. <laughs> tip jars for the part timers who aren't making that much money. Yes, tip okay. jars for you. You don't get a tip jar. I don't get a tip jar. Okay. Luke Lipinski does not get a tip jar. Okay. No. All right. All right. It was just a quick idea. Terrible idea. The only tips you're going to get in your tip jar, Gambo, are literal tips, <laughs> tips. of advice. Tips of advice. Kevin Durant looking for his uh, missing three-point shot. Let him explain. It's a mental thing. Okay. Um, more than anything. Uh, 
We, t we take bad threes. I think that's what got me the last few games, taking, taking bad threes. Because if you take away the three-point percentage, I'm like shooting high percentage inside the line, you know? So a lot of times when I'm not shooting well is that I'm rushing threes and trying to shoot heat checks. A lot of times when I'm not shooting well, I'm rushing threes. I'm trying to shoot heat check threes. I've been shooting high percentage inside the line. Gambo, you'd have to go back to find the lat. There's only one time Kevin Durant has shot better than 33% from the three-point line in his last one, two, Sacramento. three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. His last eight, one time in his last eight games has he shot better than 33% from the three-point line. Are you talking the Sacramento game? Uh, that would be the Sacramento game. Okay. It's the only one. Everything two else, five. That was he was two for five. He was 40% from three. Everything else, 33%, 25%, 33%, 25%, 14%. He's in a spell right now, right? And he's trying yeah. to get, and he knows it. He's, he's an accomplished shooter. He knows he's trying to get out of it right now. Yeah, those, these last few games have been definitely you know tough for him with with shooting the three, two for eight against the Lakers, one for seven against Houston, two for eight against Dallas. It, it'll it'll come. He's in a little bit of a slump right now. He's a great shooter. He'll figure it out. I'm not worried about that. Most important thing for him, too, is because this is not a team that's reliant on the three-pointer. They've got plenty of other guys that can hit him. Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, Devin Booker, Royce O'Neal. There are plenty of guys that can knock down three-pointers. Uh, for Phoenix. If it's not there for him, I don't think he should force it because, again, he's usually a very efficient shooter. Um, but even in the last three games overall, the Laker game, he missed 13 out of 20 shots. The Houston game, he missed 12 out of 22. And the Dallas game, he missed 13 out of 22. Kevin Durant, who, you know, this season has been uh, a terrific shooter at 53%. It's like... It's not just the three-pointers. It's just that's three games in a row where he hasn't shot the ball yeah, well overall. Yeah, I, and, and I, I liked what I, – I chuckled at what Frank Vogel had to say about this. He's like, the only bad three-pointer Kevin Durant takes is the one that gets blocked. There, in, in Frank Vogel's mind, there is no such thing as a bad three-pointer from Kevin Durant. And most of the time, I would be inclined to agree. I, I think this is akin to a – a, a batter going through a slump at the plate. I think this. He's just. He's just in a straight. And it's not. Honestly, it's not just him too. I looked up Devin Booker. Devin Booker's in the three games since the All Star break. He's three for fourteen from three. So the two yeah, of them combined yeah. in their last three games since the All Star break, they're eight for thirty seven from three point line in the last three games since the All Star. They won the Laker game. Both they, of them. they won the Laker game without big contributions from Durant and Booker. Yeah, I mean it was the role players that stepped up and played well and helped them win the game against the Lakers, who by the way had a great win last night. I was watching that game. Yes, they did. I was watching that game when I got home. Twenty one point fourth quarter deficit. LeBron James. LeBron James. Single handedly took that game over. Night. I put that yeah. game on after Arizona clobbered Arizona State. Again, I put the game on. I watched the end of the Laker game. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that, listen, to go where they want to go, these guys have to play a lot better. You know, I always say this about superstar players are not going to play 82 great games, okay? But they're also not going to play 50 great games. There's a difference between a good player, a great player, and a superstar. A superstar is going to have five to ten off games, you know, like an average player or just a good player in the league, half of his games are going to be good and half of them aren't, you know, and a great player might have 15 to 20 games that aren't great. 
Even superstar players are not going to play 82 perfect games. They're going to have five to ten odd games that are off. Right now, it's just a stretch for KD where it's three in a row. Durant was also asked if he can see himself playing as long. You mentioned LeBron James. As long as LeBron James. Here's what he said. I just want to make it through 35. Man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I love to play. I love to retain. I love being an NBA player. I love representing the NBA. Um, so, you know, how long that is for me. But, um, Ten years, another ten years would be crazy. I, I listen. Ten years would get him. He's not going to play another ten years. Play to forty-five. Yeah, he ain't going to play to forty-five. I mean, LeBron's what thirty-nine. LeBron's got two years left. Maybe LeBron's going to probably play until he's forty-one or forty-two. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he plays until he's forty-five. But I tend to doubt that. I, I think LeBron goes until about forty-two, and then he'll call it a day. But and so for me, Kevin he's Durant, still a top ten player in the league. He's a, yeah, he like is. usually we don't get to see many players retire and still be on top of their game. Usually, you retire when you've kind of lost it and you're not great anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I'm going to retire now because I'm just not I'm not a great player anymore. Um, that's when guys retire. We haven't seen LeBron have that type of slippage. No. And whether it comes or not, I mean, he does a phenomenal job of keeping his body in shape and all of that stuff. You know, Durant, and, and the other thing is just injuries. Injuries could play such a factor, too, because as you get older, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't heal the way you did when you were in your 20s. You don't heal the way you did when you were in your 30s. As you get to be, you know, late 30s, or early 40s, you heal differently. You don't come back as quickly from injuries. I think the other thing we've come to learn about Kevin, especially in the last <laughs> few weeks or so, it's really, really obvious he's got a love for playing basketball. He just loves it. He loves the Maybe craft. Maybe more so than anybody I've ever it's, been around. Right. The skill, the art, the craft, the the learning how to self-improve, get better, self-diagnose, things like that. He, he feels like he's a real student of all of this and really is a very willing student to try to continue to get better. I could, as long as his body cooperates, and I don't know if it's all going to be with the Suns or not, I can easily see Kevin Durant playing another five games. Five years, pardon me. Another five years. I can easily see him playing another five years. That's why I asked you last week, would you be surprised if he, when this contract ends with the Phoenix Suns, if they don't do something again, like, hey, we'll we'll give you a two-year deal for $80 million, come back and play for us and finish your career here in Phoenix? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, I be wouldn't surprised, either. depending on how it goes and what the team looks like and how he's feeling about them and all of that. No, I, I, I think as long as that love for the game is still there and his health is still there, yeah, I could see him playing beyond this contract. When we come back, there is one team in the NFL that we are hearing is, in fact, desperate for a quarterback. How is that going to help the Cardinals in this upcoming draft? We'll talk about next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know social poll. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch, you've got today's social poll. You can find it on our X page at Burns and Gambo. One word on social media is where you can find it. Of course, we're also on Instagram or on Facebook at Burns and Gambo. We're on TikTok. At Arizona Sports 98. And MySpace. No, we're not on MySpace. Why not? Because MySpace is a... We deactivated that account last week, actually. Sorry, forgot to tell you. We're on AOL. We deactivated that account last decade. MySpace is... And my my handle on my CB radio. (laughs) Gambo Base. Gambo Base. That's what it was. Gambo Base. This is Gambo Base over. That's right. I'll be at the Roller Ring Friday, 7 o'clock. That was one of my favorite rejoins back in the day Uh, when we had those. 
<laughs> if, if you don't know what we're talking about, Gambo used to uh, claimed that he used to uh, meet women with his CB radio. He, says he got That's a date can, out of it. Got a That's date how out we of it. no, yeah, yeah, well, like Lisa Sweet Angel. No, like that was um, everybody. Had, we had CB radios. We contact. We connected with people on CB radios. Lisa Sweet Angel. Yes, I remember that handle. This is Gambo Base going for Lisa Sweet Angel. What's your ten four? Over. I'm telling you, that was a that was. Man, I'm old. That's what we had. We had a CB radio. We didn't have like you know Instagram and all of this stuff to connect with people. Facebook and Twitter and Sweet Angel. Yes, Uh, we're also uh, on YouTube at Arizona underscore Sports. We would encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Arizona Sports for all the best video content. We're close to ten thousand subscribers. Get out, really? I think so. Okay, really. At Arizona underscore Sports. Subscribe to us at Arizona Sports because we're not just a radio station, people. We're not just a radio station. cameras here would would suggest otherwise. All right, Mitch, uh, you got a poll question for the day now that I've got all the social media plugs out of the way. What do you got for us today? Oh, you know what? I got to be fair. We are at 10,000. Right at 10,000? There you go. So be a part of the next 10,000. Get on board, people. Open poll question today, and it involves visuals, so you need to be looking at the poll question in order to answer it. There's a photo. That's been circulating the Arizona sports trendy stuff. How do I describe things? I don't know. Kyler Murray, Corbin Carroll, Devin Booker standing in a row together looking great. Man, it feels good. What one word or sentence would you use to describe that photo? The photo was taken at a boardroom event. You know, Katie's uh, media Whatever it is, the boardroom, the thing he did the appearance on like a week and a half ago. Yeah, oh, that's his company. His company. Thank you. It's yeah. I, I didn't know exactly how to describe it. And yeah, left to right, it's Kyla Murray, Corbin Carroll, and Devin Booker. And Cam Cox, our friend over Channel Twelve, posted it on social media yesterday during the show. And I'm like, Cam, where was this picture taken? He responded to me. It's gotten at least on social media. A lot of play. A lot of people are looking at it and going, oh, wow, look, mm. this is cool. Look at these three, look at these three guys. guys here. All young. You got a phrase? You got a... The Three Amigos. The Three Amigos? The okay. Three Amigos. The worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, I, I have nothing to do with their play because they're great, but The Three Amigos. I hope... I hope their play is better than your review of the movie. The Three Amigos. Uh, put me down for Hopes and Dreams. Hopes and Dreams. Hopes and Dreams. I see those three guys, and that's... They are our hopes and dreams. Uh, what, what? Give me a little sampling of what's uh, on the... Our girl Toria, she said promising. Okay. And let's see what else I like. Gorilla AZ underscore one said West Side Connection. We got another three musketeers in here. Aaron, A-R-O-N, said Faces of the Franchise. Okay. Well. Uh, we got Anthony Race saying, hell yeah. <laughs> right. With a lot of H's. Right. Uh, well, we're There's gonna, a good amount here. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Um, we are also getting a lot of responses. The way they're standing somehow makes Kyler Murray they're look all the same height. <laughs> really tall. <laughs> the way they're standing is he like... could be on his tippy toes. Yeah, yeah, or he's standing on like a berm or something. I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not... Yeah, anyone's looking at it, it's going like, why does he look so tall? Anyway, you can find that on it's the berm. It's, it's a great photo. It's a great photo. Great fo- I, and I, it's a great photo. All kidding aside, I mean, we're, we're going to dive into this a little bit later because it... How uh, it, cool would it be to have like that blown up and autographed by all three guys? That would be really frame that thing, put that in your house right there. Really cool. That would be super cool. That would be really photo cool. signed by Murray Corbin Carroll and Devin Booker. Yeah, that'd be really really cool. All right, 
Scouting Combine. It's underway right now. And this, the, the team, Gambo, that I was teasing a second ago when we came into the segment was the New England Patriots. As And there's a report on The Athletic. Not that this is going to surprise anybody necessarily. But according to a story I read this morning on The Athletic, the New England Patriots really, really want to draft a quarterback at three. And the upshot of the story basically was they want to go to the combine. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, give us a reason for us to take take you you at number three. You know, we want to see you on the whiteboard. We want to see you work out. We want to see you do the thing. We want to meet you face-to-face. We want a reason to know that we can draft you at number three because the report suggests they really don't want to go down the free agency road. They really don't know when they're going to be in a position like this again. This is a, you know, once in a every now and then kind of situation for them. They And for the Cardinals... If they want to draft a quarterback at number three, it suggests the Cardinals are going to have their pick of whatever they want that's not a quarterback at four. Right. And then the trade scenario becomes a lot less likely because the three quarterbacks are gone, one, two, three. And then the opportunity to, like, could they still trade for somebody that wants Marvin Harrison Jr.? I'm sure there will still be conversations, but I just don't, like, to me, you're not giving up the farm unless it's for a quarterback. Hey, I want a wide receiver. I'm not going to give you what I would if it was a quarterback, but I'll, I'll give you this and this. I think you would get less for a position player than you would you know, for a quarterback. So I think it's more likely, if that's the case, that the Cardinals just stay at four and take a player. Yeah, I mean, it happened last year, obviously, with Will Anderson, and we've talked about that. And even in Mel Kuyper's most recent mock, we talked about this yesterday, even in his most recent mock, he suggested it's not, that crazy to suggest that somebody falls in love with Marvin Harrison and moves up for him. Somebody like, say, the Raiders, who are sitting, I think, at number 13, might, you know, he, he suggested, you know, they should, the Cardinals should run to the podium, take Marvin Harrison, but there is a part of me that thinks that somebody might actually call because Marvin Harrison is considered that transcendent of a, of a prospect that maybe somebody would call. Then, well, maybe two years in a row with them making a trade. And trading down and getting assets for a, a guy that's not a quarterback. Were they to have a quarterback fall to them? Um, the list of teams that might move up to come get a quarterback. So let's say the Patriots decide they don't love one of the quarterbacks and they take Marvin Harrison Jr. NFL.com today took a look at all the teams that potentially would want a quarterback in the first round of they this listed, year's draft. They listed 10. Yes, they did. They listed 10 teams that could come up and get a quarterback in round one. So I'll give you the teams. Hit me. Because uh, we'll go over it. I, tell me if you disagree on any of them. Chicago Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Giants, Broncos, Falcons, Vikings, Raiders, and possible, but unlikely, they mentioned Seattle and the Rams. Matthew Stafford is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. 36. Could be time to say, okay, we'll get a guy. We'll go the Jordan Love route. We'll sit sit a guy for a year or two. And when Stafford's gone, then this guy will come over and take over. I don't disagree with any of those. Do you? Okay, no. I don't have a problem them. with either of those. None of them. No. Even Seattle, I agree, if they get the right guy. The Coyotes trying to end a 13-game losing streak. How close are they to getting back in the win column? And what does this streak say about the trade deadline, which is looming in the NHL? And how close is Clayton Keller to returning? The GM, Bill Armstrong, joins us next on the Burns and Gambo Show for his weekly visit.